In this episode, I'm going to be answering the question, what is mastering? That's coming up on Home Music Studio One. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome back. If you've uh, been already following us, welcome uh, for the very first time. Those of you who have just joined and just downloaded this episode, uh, my name is David Maxey, and you are officially listening to episode number 25 of the Home Music Studio One podcast. You can uh, find us on the web also at homemusicstudio1.com. And this is the place where you can learn to produce professional home recordings on any size budget. Again, thank you very much for joining me. Today, we're going to be answering the question, what is mastering? Maybe you've also heard the term finalizing. Well, I'm going to be addressing exactly what is mastering or the finalizing process in just a minute. Uh, but before we do, I want to remind you of one thing. If, you, uh, if you've got a question regarding home recording or maybe gear or whatever it is that you're working on in your own project, your space, uh, how to use plugins, what's the best audio, uh, digital audio workstation, what should I use when I process and mix my tracks, if you've got questions about any or all of that, I would love to hear from you, and you can head on over to homemusicstudio1.com forward slash contact. And uh, what that does is that just helps me help you a little bit better. And many of you are, are asking your questions on a regular basis, several of you a day, actually. And so, uh, But if you ask a question, there's a real good chance that uh, someone else maybe has a similar question, and uh, I may be able to use that on a future episode of the show. I would love to hear from you again homemusicstudio1.com forward slash contact. So a uh, complete total side note, uh, I've got a little bit more of a, of a nasal sound to me today, so I apologize if that is annoying to you. Uh, you know what? I've got this sinus thing going on, uh, and I deal with nasal polyps. If any of you have had those, uh, man, they just stink, okay? Uh, but let me just give you one forewarning. If anyone ever says, hey, this will totally help your sinuses out, you need to drink some apple cider vinegar um, don't fall for it. All right. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've fallen for it far too many times when I've gotten desperate enough. And so I've got me a nice warm cup of tea here and, uh, it's got apple cider vinegar in it and, uh, it just tastes so nasty, uh, but complete total side note. All right. But, uh, uh, that, that said, let's get into where we want to go today. I want to answer the question that really came in from uh, one of our members of the exclusive Facebook group who uh, purchased the Dynamic Range Compression Course, and that's Josh Reeves. We've heard from Josh before. Uh, Josh has brought up some very good questions, and uh, Josh is, is asked a question in the uh, exclusive Facebook group there, and here's what he says. He says, I have a question about mastering. What is it? I don't have the slightest idea. I've been trying to read up on it, and I'm guessing it has to do with raising the volume of our mix. I read I can do this with a limiter, but I'm guessing there is more to it than that. If not, why would people not have to send off their songs to get mastered? And I really don't understand what and how a limiter works, LOL. Well, Josh, thanks again. Uh, I, I'm just happy to hear from you again. And uh, of course, uh, you know, we give Josh priority as he's part of the, the exclusive Facebook group and answering his question. And so I've uh, actually had a response to Josh uh, within uh, you know the group there, but I want to elaborate a little bit on what I have said to uh, to Josh regarding his question: what What is mastering uh, or or finalizing? Mastering and finalizing many times are, are really one in the same. And so, um, 
in order to get there, I want to remind us of something first that, uh, you know, I've, I've termed something called the 4-3 framework for building a professional mix. And if you'd like to find a little more about the details of what that looks like, uh, just listen to episode number 20. Throughout the years, I've just really tried to strive and figure out how can I simplify for myself the process of, uh, of just recording a song from, from start to finish, from amateur to professional, from nothing to a professional final product. And this is what I've come up with, that uh, everything that I do on any project uh, really fits in nicely, in my opinion, to the 4-3 framework of building a professional mix. And it provides a, a structure, a framework to begin to work out and within to uh, to take a project from uh, you know an idea to actually laying out your tracks to actually mixing those tracks and then uh, mastering those tracks. And so uh, the 4-3 framework, just briefly by way of explanation, has to do with there are four tiers of building any professional mix. Uh, we've got the tone tier, we have the, uh, the stereo width tier, we have the depth tier, uh, and then we also have the dynamic tier. And those four tiers, we actually process them in three different phases. Those three phases are the pre-production phase, uh, the second phase being the post-production phase, and then lastly is the mastering phase or the finalizing phase. So uh, when we're talking about mastering, I want to point out that mastering or finalizing is the third and final phase of building a professional mix using the 4-3 framework, okay? The mastering phase is the final phase of the 4-3. And uh, let me give you a definition in direct answer of what is mastering, and then we'll unpack this a little bit. Mastering is the, the process of making your mix the best that it can be, both as individual songs and a collective of multiple songs. If you've got a whole project, it's, it's making that mix the best it can be compared to the industry standard in your musical genre uh, as, as well. Okay, And so um, it's, it's the, the process that uh, also allows you to prepare those tracks for digital distribution or maybe even duplication, okay? So there's kind of two sides to the, to, to the mastering or the finalizing. One is the, the technical aspect of the 4-3. The other is also the, the technical aspect within the 4-3 of, of what do I do uh, in the marketing side of things, okay? You might have cover art. You might have track names and, and titles and uh, you know copyrights that you want embedded in the the CD as well as the digital forms, the MP3s, will you of of your file, uh, your final project as well. That is also part of the mastering process. So, mastering uh, is the process of making your mix the best it can be as a collective of songs, uh, individual tracks compared to the industry standard of your musical genre. And uh, we'll unpack this just a little bit, okay? Let me give you kind of an illustration. And this is something that I responded to with Josh. And I think it's helpful as, as I process exactly what mastering is. And I think maybe this will be helpful to you. Um, I can liken the pre-production phase to having a gift idea for that special someone. Uh, the the post-production phase of the 4-3, we can think of that as like buying or or creating really that gift and then the mastering phase, the last phase of the 4-3, is like packaging that gift to actually give it to your special someone. So let me kind of illustrate this like this. Maybe you are a person 
uh, who you you love classic cars and you love to do, uh, you know, just a remake and, and pimp out your ride, so to speak. Um, and, and you know that your significant other just loves, uh, let's just say, a, a 1973, uh, you know, Corvette. Now, I honestly, uh, you know, I'm a little bit of a car guy, but I have no idea if a 1973 Corvette is awesome. But just just roll with me here, okay, on this illustration. So your significant other says, man, I would love to, you know, have this, this 1973 Corvette, okay? You, you pick up on this idea and you think to yourself, I know where I can get some parts. I know where I can get a basic frame and chassis and body and in an engine, but it's going to take some work. And so you've, you've got this idea, okay? Uh, much like pre-production, you've got the idea of this gift. And, uh, and so then you begin to assemble all the pieces for that vehicle. You begin to go uh, to wherever it was you could find the body and the chassis and the tires and the frame and the wheels and all of it. And, and you get your motor and you begin to assemble all these pieces together. And then you begin production on, on creating the rebuild of this uh, 73 Corvette, okay? You, you, you've got to tear it right down to the frame, all right? You've got rust that you've grinded out. You've got all these things that you need to do. Uh, you know, if you've ever seen the show here uh, in the U.S. Uh, called Overhauling, uh, it's a pretty cool show where they basically pimp out someone's ride. They make it a surprise, okay? So you, you do all those those processes of taking a, a junker vehicle uh, that was nothing to begin with uh, because it, it is just rusted and falling apart and you rebuild it. Okay, you take all the parts, you, you've got the engine, you, you redo it all from the ground up, new pistons, new rods, new cams, all the parts on the inside uh, are brand new, okay? Uh, you've got the thing running and purring like a kitten, okay? It's all together, you hit the key, it starts right up. Sounds beautiful. Uh, everything is ready to go. The rust is all gone. You've got, uh, you know, a primer coat on the body, and, and everything is put together and ready to go. Uh, you you spray that beautiful candy apple red on it. Uh, you know, you you maybe you go through and you do the uh, the interior a little bit, okay? And uh, you know, you've got leather, new seats, you name it. You you put a new system in it, and uh, and now it comes to to giving that brand new '73 Corvette to your significant other. Here it is. Here's the key. You're going to leave it in the driveway. Well, you wouldn't just take that car and just kind of drive it in the driveway uh, and then sit down and, and watch TV. And, and, and when your spouse, your wife or whatever goes out and says, hey, what's that in the driveway? Oh, that, that's a, you know, that's a car I got for you. And then go back to watching your TV. No, you would you would take the time to present that gift in, in the best possible light that it could be, okay? You've got your new paint job on it. You would probably spend a little time waxing that paint job, okay? Uh, you've got some leather seats. You might take some armor all to those seats, all right? You're going to shine up the rims and the tires. You're going to make it all pretty, and, and, and you might even get a big old gigantic bow like you've, you've seen on the TV or a commercial. You might put that huge bow on the top of the car, and uh, and, and you're going to make that to where it is a wow effect. It is it is an awesome uh, impression upon your significant other as you hand them the keys to this gift. They're going to look at it, and they're going to immediately look from the appearance of it in the way that you presented and packaged it, that, man, this is something special, okay? Well, that we can liken to the process of, of creating a mix from start to finish, and that last process of packaging that, that gift is much like mastering, okay? Uh, the mastering process takes all your hard work of all the from the from the idea to the assembly of building your mix from from cutting your tracks to actually creating that mix and and processing them and the painstaking hours of putting all of it together and in in not even just one song but maybe you've got an entire project of of 10 songs okay 
So mastering is taking all of that hard work and now creating uh, an effect and in, 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 in adjusting things in such a way that it is the best presentable project to your audience, your fans, to those that you want to download your track, to those that are listening on the radio, to those that are hopefully buying your CD or buying uh, you know, digital downloads. You want that to be presented as much as it can be. You don't want, uh, you know, if you had that brand new uh, car out there in the driveway and your neighbor had one exactly like it, you wouldn't want to go take mud and, and, and splash it all over that brand new 73 Corvette before you give it to your significant other because she would look at the neighbor's vehicle and think, wow, his is better than mine, okay? So the mastering process is much in the same. The mastering process is is creating your project that can be uh, can withstand the test of, of being compared to another industry standard project, okay? So uh, in our in our four three, the four different phases, the the tone, the the depth, the uh, you know the stereo width, the dynamic man. When you, when you listen to that project compared to another project in your own genre that's been professionally mixed and mastered, then it competes. Uh, you know, people don't think, oh, ooh, that's that's amateur, all right? That's what mastering does. It's it's putting the final touches on on your project to make that the best presentable project that it can be. Now, that's kind of the the big picture. Let me unpack this a little bit, and I want to do this in two ways. In just a minute, I'm going to tell you a little bit more of the technical details of what mastering is. But first, let me give you just a couple things of what mastering is not, okay? Here is what mastering or finalizing is not. Now, these are uh, these are just things that I've, I've heard over the years of common misconceptions and uh, things that I've found even in my own experience, uh, having been on the other side of, of misunderstanding these. Uh, excuse me here. Uh, what is what, what mastering is not? So first... Mastering is not a fix for a bad mix. I cannot say that enough. You know, I've said this many times that that a, a professional project is the collective of of right a lot of little decisions that were made properly along the way. Uh, you know, I've heard the phrase that you can't just put uh, you know lipstick on a pig and and expect it to look pretty. All right, uh, you know, if you if you took a piece of, of of turd, all right, all right, you just took a piece of poop and you put it in a box and you wrap that box up with some beautiful red wrapping paper and threw a bow on it and gave it to your significant other, all right? It might look pretty on the outside, but that does not fix what is going on on the inside. They're going to open that up and that is not the kind of birthday gift you want to get, all right? Believe me, trust me. Uh, you know, but let me let me say this again, that mastering is not a fix for a bad mix, it is not a fix for things that were done improperly in the pre-production and post-production phase. It is a fine-tuning of something that should already be awesome. It'll take that awesome and make it great, okay? Here's another thing that mastering is not. Mastering is not a preset in a plugin. I, uh, I got an email recently from someone who was commenting about their own frustration that their project sounded great, but every time they mastered it, when they when they got done mastering it, it just sounded uh, tinty. It was real, real brittle and real high. And it was hard to listen to. Well, what they were really saying, the more the conversation went on, is they were they were simply thinking that mastering is just a preset plugin in maybe Ozone or something like that. All you have to do is throw your track in it, hit the plugin, and boy, you're done mastering. Mastering is not a preset within any plugin. Okay. Uh, those are two of the common misconceptions that I hear often. 
Uh, you need to get your mix the best it can be. It should sound absolutely amazing when you're done before it's mastered. And then uh, it should go from amazing to absolutely double incredibly amazing after it is mastered, all right? you though, though, That's just the process of how this works. Mastering is those fine touches, all right? It's the, the waxing of the paint job, all right? It is, it is the vacuuming of the carpet, and it is the parking in the driveway just the right way so the, the sun shines on it early in the morning before your wife or your, your significant other has the key and the bow can be seen, all right? That's what mastering is, and, and, and that's just kind of an illustration uh, hopefully that makes sense to you that we can liken to our audio projects. Okay. So um, let's unpack a little bit more what mastering has to do with uh, the technical side of things. Uh, because the reality is, is, is mastering. Um, remember, it's the final final process of the 4-3. So we've, we've got our tone. We've got our, our stereo width, our depth of field, and our dynamics. Uh, you know, those four areas are also what we address in mastering. However, we address them a, a little different pr- uh, approach-wise. We, we approach those areas a little different than we would the other two phases. Mastering is about gradual. It's about fine-tuning. It's about smooth changes. It's about a collective of a lot of things making a whole. But within mastering, because we're trying to address those phases, uh, there's there's some primary things that mastering uh, is is typically... Uh, dealing with on the technical side of things and the processing side of things, mastering uh, is 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 uh, typically about EQ. It's about compression, and it's also about uh, using limiting properly. Okay, and uh, outside of that, there's some other things that that depending on the mix can also be optional, be, depending on how well the mix is done. Sometimes mastering is about uh, stereo widening. Okay, making an album feel, a track feel as though it's actually wider than what it was truly pan-like within the original mix. Uh, sometimes mastering is about uh, creating depth that isn't originally there using a mastering reverb, creating a space again. Uh, again, going back to the 4-3 of, of that, uh, you know, that depth of field tier. Mastering uh, in many times is, is also about cleaning up the transitions from one track to another about removing uh, dead space in between tracks so you don't have you know five six seconds of just dead air that's doing nothing uh, maybe there's fade ins or fade outs mastering that uh, you know that's typically part of the mastering process mastering uh, can also be sometimes about noise reduction uh, maybe getting getting rid of a background hiss or uh, sometimes audio uh, can be cleaned up a little bit in the mastering process maybe you've got a few unwanted clicks or pops or uh, you know, some things that happen and there's sometimes mastering can be about repairing those things as well. Um, mastering also is about another major uh, element of that, and that has to do with making your project sound as absolutely balanced as it possibly can in many different listening environments. And so you may have uh, a, a project where you pop that in your MP3 player and and the lows feel nice and warm. The highs are are crisp without uh, you know just slapping your head off. And in in a project that is mastered well, when you put that project in another stereo system, whether it's a laptop speaker or whether it is a uh, you know a, a stereo system in your vehicle, it's going to be very balanced from one system to another. That is typically another element of the mastering process, which is a really a, a very important element. Uh, you know, if you had a lot of lows. Uh, that were just out of control. You've got a lot of sub-sub lows, maybe 39 hertz on down that are in there, uh, just needless information. 
Uh, maybe you've got some some really cranking 80 or 100. Uh, and, and when you put that in a smaller system, it clips out the speakers of that smaller system. But something that can handle it, say a, a large PA, it sounds fine. Well, mastering addresses those differences of the peaking of those individual frequencies. And uh, it, it, it uh, begins to adjust those in such a way where that track, that project is going to be balanced as much as possible from different systems from one to another. It's also about balancing from one track to another. Now, a couple thoughts in regarding to uh, our day and age. We're in the day and age where uh, digital media distribution is very popular, and uh, and there's a lot of people that release projects that never, ever get pressed to CD. They never get duplicated on CD. They're only in the digital world and in the digital environment, and a lot of times uh, they're being mastered um, you know, not just from their own genre, but even even to compete outside of their genre. But it's for downloadable format from from iTunes, and so they're they're mastered solely for that MP3 type sound in that MP3 environment. Okay, but one other element of of mastering is making sure that your tracks are balanced from one to another. Uh, again, if you're a digital distribution, you may just have a single. You might just be releasing one track. Uh, out into that digital realm, but you might also be doing an, an entire project. And um, mastering is also about the process of listening from one track to another. And and even though in that uh, you know the fourth tier of that that the four three of making sure that we've got a nice dynamic, we're we're taking the listener to a very pleasing dynamic sonic roller coaster ride. Okay, uh, even though we still want dynamics from one track to another. We don't want those to be so drastic that it appears that each track is like their own individual project. Mastering is listening from one track, comparing it to the next, comparing it to the track above it, uh, below it, so on and so forth. And when I say track here, uh, by way of explanation, I'm referring to the final stereo mix down of a song or, or an individual uh, you know, song. Um, and, and say you've got three, four, five songs that that have all been mixed, and you've you've rendered them, you've exported them to one stereo file. Then all those stereo files, each song in one stereo mix, is then put back into a a DAW, and the mastering process is then uh, adjusted from there. So we're looking at the transitions from one song to another, looking at uh, you know how the EQ is, the compression, the limiting. What does all that look like from one song to another? Now. Um, limiting when it comes to uh, mastering is all about controlling the peaks. Josh mentioned what is limiting. Limiting really is compression that has uh, typically more than a 10 to 1 ratio. And so limiting is used often to make sure that, uh, say, minus 0. Uh, 0.1 uh, decibels might be our, our, our loudest spot that we ever want that track to get above that. We're going to get clipping. Limiting in the mastering is the process of making sure that we have no clipping, but we have the loudest possible uh, headroom place that we can in our in our peak, okay? And so that's limiting. Um, compression many times in the mastering is is something that we would call multiband compression, tends to be very popular in mastering. That is simply a compressor that allows you the ability to compress uh, different frequencies or bands of frequencies from another. You may have a compressor that's multi-band that can compress the highs, the mids, the lows uh, differently from one another. Well, why is that helpful in the mastering process? Maybe you've got your bass that is just really out of control, but the highs and the mids sound great on the project and need very little adjustment. Well, 
if you throw a compressor on that project in the mastering phase and it's not a multi-band, you're going to compress the whole entire project just because the lows are a little bit out of control. Uh, because your your loads are going to push that that uh, decibel level above the threshold, and then your compression is going to kick in. Well, multiband allows you to select just say from 120 on down. Let's just deal with the lows independently from the rest of the mids and the highs, and so on and so forth. That's multiband compression, very popular within the mastering process as well. So, what is mastering? Okay, I just threw a lot of things at you, a lot of thoughts but we can simplify it back to our original statement. Mastering is the process of making your final mix the best that it can be to be presented to uh, those that are listening compared to industry standard uh, of, of your same musical genre. Okay, so it's it's the final packaging. It's the fine tuning, uh, the fine tweaking of your project. Mastering done well will take your project uh, from amazing to absolutely incredible. And uh, finding a good mastering engineer is very, uh, very much part of that. Um, but I'll, I'll leave it with one last question because the next question that I often get asked is, well, uh, Dave, can I master my own project? Uh, you know, especially since we explained this in the 4-3, well, what, what, is the, what is home recording in, in my basement with, uh, you know, my, my little Scarlett 2i2 and my headphones? What does mastering look like there? Uh, without going to all the details, I will say this. Uh, there is a huge advantage of a, a trained mastering engineer who knows what they're doing, uh, who spent years fine-tuning that craft and developing the ear, who also has uh, gear that has a higher headroom than what we have access to, maybe the thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gear, and also even environment and room, room that is perfectly tuned so they're they're hearing exactly what is taking place. There's definitely an advantage for having your tracks mastered outside uh, of where they were mixed, okay? Now, that said, uh, Home Music Studio One, my goal is to help you learn to produce that professional audio on any size budget. Can mastering be done uh, in my own basement, in my own studio, in my own setup? And my answer to that question is uh, you can attain approximately somewhere between 90 to 95%, in my opinion, of the quality uh, in your own home studio that you could in a, a professionally mastered engineer environment. In other words, I think that knowing some techniques and spending some time and and with a few uh, you know plugins, some of these plugins can even be stock plugins. I think you can get about ninety percent of the way there. Now that other ten percent, uh, chances are the only person that's going to notice the difference between that ten percent that's not there that only a professionally mastery uh, professional mastering engineer can hear. Uh, you know what? Chances are no one else is going to notice that ten percent except that mastering engineer. Now, uh, you know, in many cases, mastering may run you five thousand, ten thousand dollars or more. Uh, with just some very inexpensive plugins, some of them even free, some of them you may already even have, you can get a great mastering product in your own setup just by knowing uh, you know, a few things. And those are things that I'll be talking about what that process looks like uh, in the future here. But I think you can get about 90% of the way there. And, and we don't pretend that, uh, uh, you know, that, that a professional engineer who's, who's done this for a living and, and, and logged hundreds of thousands of hours mastering uh, that you could do just as good a job as them. Otherwise, you would have their job. However, uh, if you can get 90% of the way there, many times 
uh, with the fan base that you might have with the digital distribution. Maybe you're not pressing 10,000 CDs. Many times that is more than adequate for the fans, which at the end of the day, that's who you're creating your projects for. Uh, is those that are enjoying the listening. You're trying to share what it is that uh, that you've created, all right? And so uh, I'll just throw that thought out at you to chew on. I'd love to hear your take, love to hear your thoughts as well. And so uh, let's end it there. Uh, you know, and, and just by way of reminder, uh, if you haven't given us your feedback, head on over to homemusicstudio1.com forward slash contact. You can do that feedback or questions. And if you haven't given, uh, given me a, a review here in iTunes about the show, I really would love to have you do that. Why not do that right now? Don't waste any time. And uh, just give me an honest review uh, right in iTunes. In fact, you can do that from your iPhone if you got that or just from the iTunes uh, app as well. And uh, give us an honest review. That helps other people find the show that might be uh, able to be helped and and, uh, and just help from the free helpful information that I provide as well. And it helps me hear from you as well uh, to make sure I'm, I'm scratching an itch that actually itches. Uh, and, uh, and then lastly, if you've yet to join the, the growing online community of hundreds of people, and I mean hundreds literally, uh, of the online community that are part of the, the regular newsletter from Home Music Studio One, head on over to freerecordingtools.com. That's freerecordingtools.com. And uh, you can just throw your email in there, sign up for the newsletter, and just as a thank you from me to you, I will get a free ebook out to you right away that is entitled Understanding Compression in the Home Music Studio. And that answers uh, one of the questions that, that that's uh, you know I get a, a lot dealing with audio compression. What does that look like? How does my compressor work? What do these controls do? What does that look like in the home studio environment? Again, freerecordingtools.com. Throw your email in there. It won't cost you a thing. Uh, and I'd love to have you part of the online community that is growing more every day. And uh, with that, until next time, this is David Maxey with Home Music Studio One.